0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart, where we strive to keep you healthy and pain-free. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and I thank you all for joining me today. And today, I have a, a really great guest Uh, and we are going to talk business. So a couple of years ago when I did the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart online conference, when I got all my surveys back on what did you like, what didn't you like, what did you want to see more of, less of, everyone said business, more business, more business. So uh, this is going to be a great episode for all of you uh, budding entrepreneurs or seasoned entrepreneurs for that matter in uh, physical therapy, health, and wellness. And we're going to talk about how we can sometimes sabotage our income and how we can release those money blocks around our business and around our income. And to help me do that today, I'm very happy to have on the show Denise Duffield Thomas. She is the money mindset mentor for the new wave of online female entrepreneurs Her best-selling books, that's right, two different books, Lucky Bitch and Get Rich Lucky Bitch, give a fresh and funny roadmap to create an outrageously successful life and business... She helps women release their fear of money, set premium prices for their services, and take back control over their finances. Denise is an award-winning speaker, author, and entrepreneur who helps women transform their economy class money mindset to a first-class life. And you can find out more about her. Uh, and what she does at www.luckybitch.com. So Denise, thank you for taking the time out, calling in all the way from Australia, I might add, um, (laughs) for this interview today. So thank you so much.
1: Hey, Karen. It's so great to be here. I'm so excited to talk about income sabotages, especially, as I told you before um, we hit record, for your audience because people who help other people often struggle about receiving income for what they do so I'm really excited to talk about that
0: yeah and and uh, agree a hundred percent you know a lot of times I think when you're in this uh, helping profession or the service of in the service of others we oftentimes forget that yes we're in service of others we're helping other people heal and change their lives but we also have to make a living it's still a business and Absolutely. so you know so that kind of takes us right into the the first topic I want to talk about, and that's how how do we sabotage our income,
1: mm-hmm. and what so, are ways to
0: correct <laughs> it? I mean, gosh, this is huge.
1: Well, just before we um, we got on the call, I sat down and I thought, okay, what are some of the ways that health professionals in particular sabotage their income? And I just, you know, in a couple of minutes wrote down about nine things. <laughs> um, but I think the biggest thing is the mindset that helping people and making money is mutually exclusive. It is not mutually exclusive, and in fact, the more people you can help, the more money you can make. The more money you make, you, the more people you can help. And I think that's a real mindset shift that people need to um, to believe. And also, if that's the only mindset shift you make this year, is that I can help people and I can make money.
0: Yeah, and I think that's important. You know, you sort of tying that circle around or that cycle of helping people make money can help more people, can make more money. So it's not that you're, you know, being quote-unquote selfish. Exactly. You're, You're providing a service that if you get paid for it, you can do more.
1: Absolutely, and I'm glad you said the cycle when you just said that because it is. You help people, you make money, you can make money and help people with that. And it's it has to be a cycle because if you stop it and just go, all I'm going to do is help, 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 I'm not going to receive anything in return. This is where I see people get burnt out, they get resentful, they get burnt out of, um, about their industry, they get cynical about their industry, they get completely resentful of their clients Um, and really that starts to impact the rest of their life. And that's where you see health professionals themselves manifest health problems. They, you know, have physical problems. They have mental and emotional problems. They don't seem to enjoy their life when they start to get really burnt out because they are stopping the flow of abundance. They are just helping and they're not allowing themselves to receive in return. So I think, you know, I do have a lot more sabotages to talk about, but I think that really is the biggest one for people in, in this industry.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I always think if you are, you know, doing your work and, and you're satisfied with the work you're giving out and satisfied with what you're receiving in return if if you're feeling like you need to help more people at that point i you know at least in my mind you can do that pro bono work that might make you give you a be- like a, even a greater sense of satisfaction of helping mm. those um who can't let's say, maybe afford your services or who don't have insurance. I know things work differently all over the world, and I'm sure in Australia. Here in the United States, we're sort of tied down to insurance.
1: Yes, and I'm glad that you said that because that is definitely a sabotage is giving so much of your your personal energy one-to-one that you actually don't have time or energy or creative energy to create other things that might really help people. For example, a book. You know, mm-hmm. because if someone comes to you and says, I have no money to work with you, well, if you can say, look, I've got all these resources for you. You can, you know, you, you can get my book for $10 or, you know, from Amazon or I can, I can give you all these resources for free or go and have a look at my blog. I've written articles that will absolutely help you for where you are right now. The problem is when you are burnt out and resentful, you do not have time to create those things. And so the cycle continues because, you know, you haven't, you're not charging well for what you do. You're not making enough money. So you have to work, 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 work. And then anyone who wants, who needs your help, you feel like you have to help. So, it's, so the cycle continues. When you charge well for what you do, when you feel like your needs are taken care of, when you've learned to receive, then that frees up a lot of time and energy to create those other things. And then guess what? You can help a lot more people. Yeah,
0: and I, yeah. Love, the I love, love the fact that, that. Um, you said by you said charging... Like- you know, what, what you need and freeing up that time, then you can start thinking of alternative revenue flows. You know, so, so here, like I said, here in the U S the, especially not so much with massage therapy, Pilates, yoga, personal training, um, because they're not tied down to insurance, they could charge whatever they want. Um, mm. But, for physical therapists, a lot of times you know you 're doing your work and you 're getting reimbursed sixty dollars for your session each session mm. let 's say is a half an hour or something i don 't know i 'm just sort of throwing some easy numbers out there um and and unfortunately that 's all you 're going to make mm. for for that particular person with that particular insurance. But I think if you if you know that and you can structure your business around that and free up your time to make these, like you said, alternative revenue flows, whether it might be a book or it might be uh, group classes that you can run, that might be less expensive for the patient, but maybe better for you because you may have more people coming in. Yeah, you know. So just kind of, I think getting those creative juices flowing as best you can, given the situation you're in.
1: Well, the next sabotage I want to talk about is around boundaries, and I want to give you a case study of an ex client of mine so she is a naturopath um, you know so alternative health therapy that still goes along the same mm-hmm. a lot of the same industry rules as you know other other professionals that are similar so the thing is she she she's sabotaging herself in a lot of ways so one is around boundaries so she wasn't keeping to time in sessions so you know with that example you said about a a physical therapist with 30 minutes you get 60 dollars well how many people kind of don't look at the clock you know they think oh well I'll just try and give them everything I know in this one time and you know she was trying to do that it was like uh, uh, and co- I see coaches doing this a lot too when they when they do sessions with people. It's like I will give them everything I have ever learned about this topic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I will just give and give and give and give. And oh well, I don't have another session starting afterwards, or I don't have another client afterwards, so I'll just let that slide and let it, you know, t- kind of balloon out. So she was doing that. So first of all, you start to you start to lose time. You become much less efficient. Mm -hmm. Secondly, she was discounting at at point of sale. So she'd do do a a consult and then she'd think, oh, I feel really bad for this person. You know, they've got a lot of health challenges. Maybe they can't afford to pay me. So she would say, oh, well, just give me $50. You know, so she'd just discount it just by just a, a little. And then she would be thinking, gosh, this person really needs you know, X, Y, Z supplements, but again, she was making up a story about what they could afford. And so she wasn't even saying to them, here's what I think you should, you know, here's what I think you should do. And so again, it doesn't matter what you do. If you know something's going to help somebody, whether it's a piece of equipment, um, a supplement, something that is going to help them, you have to offer. And that's definitely a big sabotage. People make assumptions about their clients that they can't afford it that they don't want it, that they think that you're going to be salesy or pushy. Mm -hmm. And once she started to do that, just to say, hey, I'm just going to lay it on the table. Here are the five things I think you, you need. If you want the results that we spoke about in our session, here's what I recommend. And, you know, that person could take it or leave it, but she had to make that offer. So straight away, having those time boundaries, and then secondly, actually charging what the person expected to pay, like, it's not it wasn't a secret mm-hmm. what her consult was, but she was discounting at point of sale. Not offering and you know, upselling it, but the things that people actually needed. So they were her first problems. And this is without even charging anything extra. This is just doing what the client was asking for, mm-hmm. straight away she started making more money because she released some of those blocks around people, think I'm greedy, I should give more, um, you know, it, this is, I am not enough, my knowledge and expertise is not enough, I should give, 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 give. So we just worked on those three things. The The next thing that we did was we we actually just hired her an assistant who was I think $15, $20 an hour mm-hmm. and that assistant was then in charge of of charging people because she had no problem charging people because she was like, oh, well, this is what the consult costs. This is what I'm going to charge the person. So suddenly my my client, she didn't even have to deal with that anymore. And then she could just go straight into her office. She'd have, you know, five, 10 minutes to herself before the next client, which again created some feeling of abundance and freedom for her because she had some space in her schedule and she started making more money. You know, and then afterwards, what we did, we increased the prices a little bit and all that kind of stuff. but can you see how just those really simple blocks can really sabotage people on just a very simple day- to day place in their business?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing that you said that was great was um, we often make assumptions of our patients, our clients, and and you know, a lot of times, I, and i used to do this all the time i used to make these assumptions like oh well you know i don't you know you, you, this piece of equipment would be really good for you but if you don't want to and then finally i just said you know this is this is what you're going to need for our sessions and they would be like okay i'll get it exactly and and then you're like oh Right. Yeah. Okay. Because people want to get better. People want to improve their lives. They want to improve their functional ability. They want to improve. So, so they're going to do what they what they need to do, and and maybe what they can do in order to achieve that.
1: Yes, and they want you to be the leader. Mm-hmm. They want you to be the leader and tell them. And you know, even this is completely out of the industry, but I went to a Mac counter recently. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I was like, I don't really know what I need. Can you recommend an an eyeshadow? And he was kind of like, oh, well, what kind of colours? Like, I just wanted someone to say, you know what, with your eyes this is what you should wear. I would have bought like five of them. Yes, exactly. (laughs) If he was, yeah, if he was just a leader and told me what, he thought as his expertise as a makeup artist Mm -hmm. that I should do. And that's the same when you're a health professional, people are looking up to you to provide those solutions. So you cannot flake out and let your kind of money blocks come in the way of that. Because again, you can serve people and it's okay for you to make money in return for your expertise Mm -hmm. and time. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And I think sometimes too, I, I know I used to have this block in my head a lot. It was gosh, well, I don't know if I can charge them because, like, am I worth that much? And then you're like, what if they find out that I'm not as, as, as good as they think I am or I'm a fraud and I shouldn't be charging this? I don't know if that was one of your blocks, but that's something that, you know, I, I thought. And then I was listening to a podcast with, I think, the Nerdist podcast with Chris Hardwick, and, and they even brought it up as far as even being an actor or comedian or a talk show host that they're like, you know, I I can't go out there. One day they're going to find out that I'm not as good as they think I am and I'm a fraud and they're not going to want to pay me.
1: You know, I think that that definitely is something that people from all industries have. And it's interesting because this ex-client of mine, Tammy, who is a naturopath, she's actually a friend of mine now, But and it was really interesting how she even recently changed because she used to say, you know, the appointment is for 45 minutes and that's what she would say, you know, the appointment's for 45 minutes. And then suddenly she realised, you know what, if I can get the result quicker, I'm not going to sit there for 45 minutes. Like they're paying me for the result,
0: mm-hmm. not for
1: the time. And so she just started saying to people, you know, your appointment could it would take anything from 20 to 45 minutes and we're going to get the right solution for you. Mm-hmm. So she took that away from being time-based and, you know, that's what people want. They want they want your time and expertise and your um, your ten thousand hours. They they're trying to borrow your ten thousand hours. You know that thing about you know you spend ten thousand hours on something you're an expert. Yes,
0: exactly. And
1: they're there just to go. They don't care about the. They're not paying for forty five minutes of your time. They're paying for you to help them achieve what they want to achieve. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that um, people can start to think about is. You know, well, am I am I adding fluff here, or are there other things that I can do? So she started to going, okay, well, maybe, maybe in my waiting room I can have an iPad there, and they can watch the five minute video of the spiel that I always give people about, you know, X Y Z, or maybe I can send things to them before our session, so I don't have to repeat myself for ten minutes because you know that's that's kind of not the point. The other thing that she started to do um, is to put together packages and being okay with with saying like if you come to me for ex you know for this particular condition or this particular thing you need four sessions and just being okay with that and saying mm-hmm. you know you can you get a discount because it's a package but you have to come to four sessions because i'm not going to screw around with people who just want to come and for one session, not do all the things that I tell them to do, not take the supplements and not come back for the follow-up because I know you're not going to get good results. Mm-hmm. And that's about being a leader and being creating very safe spaces, very strong containers for you to say, look, if you work with me, this is the journey that we go on and being okay with that.
0: Yeah, I, I can't agree more. I think that was very well said. And I think uh, I love the idea of sort of having resources in a waiting room or emailing ahead of time. Uh, you know, I, I just think about in the PT world, someone call may call and say, I just had, you know, uh, ACL reconstruction of my knee. So before you even see them, you can send them some material on just your basic ins and outs of, uh, of what the ACL is, what it does, you know, stuff like that. I'm just sort of thinking yeah, out loud. But exactly, But that, that, yeah. that makes a big difference that when you get there, you can quickly kind of go over that stuff and not have to spend quite so much time on that and spend it maybe on, on other things, you know. Exactly. Or, or they may look through and say, oh, you know, I look through, I think I understand everything, but I have a question about this. And you can kind of get through your material a little faster. I think that's a great idea.
1: Yeah, exactly. And some people will do it and some people won't. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm really terrible
0: about about doing homework.
1: (laughs) But, you know, some people will love it. And it's all part of creating, um, you know, when you talk to my buyer about having those premium prices and, you know, that is part of it. If you want to charge higher prices than other people in your industry, well, you have to do things that are outside of the norm of your industry Mm -hmm. or things that other people can't be bothered to do. And that's you know, that's creating systems, that's creating your own IP, that is creating um, really just, uh, I keep on saying safe containers, I don't know why that word keeps on coming up, but it's more about creating those structures in place so when people come to you, they feel taken care of, they feel Mm -hmm. supported, and you're not reinventing the wheel all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're basically putting, like you said, systems uh, in place within your business in order to Help your client move through whatever journey they're taking with you, maybe faster, maybe like you said, they want to, to make them feel uh, like they're really taken care of and to make them feel like they're important and that they matter within your business. Yes. That they're not, just, uh, they're not just the person with the sprained ankle.
1: Exactly, and also that they're dealing with someone who knows what they're doing.
0: Yeah, well, Who's yeah, yeah, and yeah.
1: who knows what they're doing because you're going to feel confident about referring people to That's, someone like that.
0: Sure, sure, absolutely. You know? And
1: it's it's all those things that um, they all add up. They're all very incremental. They're all very little things. And the thing I did with Tammy when when I first started working with her, she um, was in a smaller office, and you know, not very premium kind of branding or location or anything. And we did this meditation where we walked through her dream business. We walked through what does the building look like? What happens when someone walks in um, your lobby? What happens before the session? What happens during the session? What what kind of office environment are you in? What happens to people after session? We walked through all of that. Um, you know, we did it in a visualization, but I also got her to write down, like, what are all those little elements that you would want to create for somebody? And it it was very quick for her to actually create that once she did it because she knew she wanted to charge more than other people in her industry. She wanted a full practice and she also wanted to create um, other ways of making income in her business. And so that meant everything had to look look good, you know, every aspect of it. And it doesn't matter if you're a completely online business or you're completely face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Everything has to match um, the energy of the pricing that you want to charge,
0: yeah. I and and I love that sort of walking through your dream business. I think if if whether you're someone thinking about if you're a healthcare practitioner thinking about starting a business or you just started, or perhaps you want to take it to the next level, I think that's a great exercise and to really think about and and to even look at other brands. I know when I did my website, um, I took so both of us we both took Marie Forleo's B school and after. After I took the the B-School course, I set out to redo my website, and I knew who my clientele was. And so when I was talking to the website designer, I said, you know, think Tiffany's, think, you know, Gucci, think high-end, but for the healthcare field, you know? Yes. So I knew what I wanted the feel of my website to look at because I don't have an office. I go to people's homes. So my website is sort of my office, and I've gotten a lot of phone calls of people saying, oh, well, we went through and we looked at people who do home care, and you had the nicest website, (laughs) or we really liked your website. It looked the most professional. It looked the most... So, you know, these things make a difference, so really knowing who you are and who you want to be and what clients you want to attract, you have to, like you said, walk through that dream business and make it happen.
1: Absolutely Um, and I just want to bring something up too around industry norms because when you do something outside your industry norm you will get criticism for it within within your industry groups so there seems to be stories around particular industries and it's you know we can only charge x and sometimes Mm. that's true sometimes that's absolutely true that you can only charge x but that doesn't mean that you can't do all the other things we talked about, like having good boundaries, you know, reducing reducing the time, upping the the extra stuff that they get that's not necessarily your one to one, you know, doing the upsells, all that kind of stuff. But sometimes that is not it's not true, and it's just a story that you're making up because you're worried about what other people would think um, about you being more expensive than other people in your industry. And it's okay for you to be the most expensive. Um, you know, you don't want to be the cheapest. You Mm -hmm. do not want to be the cheapest, unless it's something that you've figured out that you can do that is, you know, higher volume and low cost to you. Mm -hmm. But You do not want to be the cheapest, you know, one-to-one consultant Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. in your industry. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, uh, you know, as far as industry norms, at least in the PT world, I think it's all over the, it's all over the map. So I'm probably not the right person to talk about. You know what people out people who don't take insurance charge versus you know insurance you sort of set, but at any rate, that's a whole other show. Um, yeah, so it is. that's yeah, a whole other show. <laughs> um, so what other way are there what other ways are people sort of sab- entrepreneurs sabotaging their income?
1: Yeah, okay. so let me have a look at my list because we've we've spoken about loose boundaries, over delivering, undercharging. We've spoken about thinking that pe- helping people are making money is. Mutually exclusive. So here's a here's a couple of interesting ones. Making it really difficult for people to give you money. That's definitely a sabotage. And by that, I mean you're making your clients work to give you money. So maybe if you say your business is online, or that's how people find you, making it really difficult for people to find like a book now or a buy now or a mm. book in for a session button. And that sounds really obvious, but Most of the time, you do have to be incredibly obvious on your site and make it very, very easy for people to book in and give you money. Now, I did this myself. It was about two years ago. A friend of mine was like, Denise, I'm trying to find your money boot camp. And I was like, yes. And she goes, I'm on your website and there's no link to it anywhere. And I was like, "Um, yes. And she goes, and when I Google it, I can't even find you. Someone else's review of your money bootcamp, one of your affiliates, she's got the top result. And I was like, this is a total sabotage. I was like repelling money in a way, right? Which is so weird because it was my money bootcamp. But you know, she was the irony. Yeah. The irony of it. I was like, well, you know, I was like, oh, God, yeah, I'm really not making it easy for people to buy this boot camp. Mm -hmm. And so I want everyone to really be obvious here and go, okay, go get someone else to look at your site and just say, how easy is it for you to book in with me? Now, um, I was going to book in for a session the other day with a health professional and I went to her site and it was like, which service do you want? Click the button. What time do you want? Click the button. I was like, this is so easy. And then it was like, now log in. And I was like, I can't freaking remember my login details. I'm sure I've used her before. Mm-hmm. You know, I put it in and it was like, no, that's not. And I was just like, I can't be bothered. And I just clicked away.
0: Yeah. 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 And, you know, and, and I think that looking at it from an online perspective, that's, I mean, that's a real pain in the ass, but just think about if you're calling an office and trying to make an appointment with with whomever your your healthcare practitioner is, and the person who answers your phone is horrible, or the exactly. person who answers your phone doesn't know what what's going on, and they're disorganized, and they, you know. So I think if you're an entrepreneur and you have the luxury of having someone answer your phones, or like you said, you hire an assistant f- for x amount of time, um, make sure that person is properly trained make sure that that they know the ins and outs of of your business because they're the front line. They're the person answering the phone. I've left doctors because their front office staff were horrible.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, and you think, so make it really easy for people to give you money before, during, and after. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing. I've been somewhere once and they're like, oh, we only take cash. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to get these five different things that I just saw in your you know, on your right, shelf. <laughs> right, yeah. It's was like, oh, well, I'm not going to get this, um, you know, coconut oil and I'm not going to get this blah, blah, blah because you're only taking cash. I'm sorry, I've only got a certain amount of cash on me. So make it really, really easy for people to give you money before, during and after their interaction with you. Right. By right. after it could be, you know, oh, hey, um, here's something for our current clients. We've got a special on, a members-only special or we've got mm-hmm. – um, you know, this month, if you book in a session, you you get a free exercise band.
0: Right, right.
1: Like, make it really easy at every single stage for people to give you money. And this happened really recently with one of my uh, one of my ex clients, who's an astrologer, and she was doing profiles of people. Um, you know, and she was doing profiles of you know bloggers, and I just said to her, just at the end, just put, hey, if you want a profile, book in with me. And she didn't do it for like six months, and she, you know, and again, she's giving this great information, mm-hmm. and people are coming to the site and reading it and going, "That's really great," and then they're just clicking away. And in January, she sent out a newsletter, and I just happened to get it. I don't subscribe to any newsletters anymore, so I don't know how I got it. And at the end, she she did something, and she went, "Oh, book in for a session with me," and I was like, "Finally!" Ugh. So I clicked the button and gave her one hundred and twenty bucks and had a session with her right. because she gave me the opportunity. And she made it really, really easy for me to do it. And sometimes it's just about going, here's the next step. So for people who blog to promote their business, don't just blog. Blog and at the end of it say, and if you want this result I've been talking about or if you've been struggling with this problem we've been talking about or if, you know, you've been inspired by this story and you want my help, Here's the freaking link to book in with me. Here's the next step. Most people won't take that step. You know, you've got to look at the percentages here. Say, you know, say 90% of people will just go look at it and go, oh, yeah, cool, they'll read the next letter. Maybe 10% of people or 5% or even 1% of -hmm. people will go, holy crap, she wrote that just for me. I'm going to book in with her because I want that result Mm -hmm. too. You just Mm -hmm. have to make the offer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, have that call to action so to speak. Absolutely. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. 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 Great. I love it. Make it easy for people to pay you. How simple. <laughs> exactly. So simple. And yet we get, tri- we get tripped around. Yes. It. Yes, absolutely. Um, so let's see what else be, I love so far. I love everything you've said. Anything else that people often do to sabotage their income and their business?
1: Okay, so the last one I want to talk about is is staying stuck around people who aren't going to move you forward. Mm, So whether whether this is clients, whether it's um, friends, mastermind buddies, even coaches, you know, you could really sabotage your income by staying stuck. Um, You know, let's take clients, for example. Uh, You know, we spoke about this just before we came on and said, you know, if you're working with cheap clients cheap clients often refer other cheap clients and then suddenly you're stuck in this cycle of cheap clients Mm -hmm. um or it could be you have clients who um you know just just have a poverty mindset you know and and again I'm not saying don't help people don't help people who really need your help that's when you know you can create as you said pro bono work or whatever Mm -hmm. but you have boundaries around it but you know, if if you've got clients who just make you feel sick every time you see their name come up in your appointment book, well, you know, sometimes the money is just not worth it. And releasing some of those clients will free up time and energy for you to attract a practice of clients that you love. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, it's so absolutely. important. And I also think you know, the being around clients you love, and that kind of goes back to your ideal customer. Um, But also, like you said, even surrounding yourself with people outside of work, Mm -hmm. outside of your job, outside of your daily grind, so to speak, that are there to kind of lift you up versus sort of bring you down or or take you down with them. Oh,
1: absolutely. And this is crucial, especially if you're starting in an industry... That not many people understand, you know. Um, like, for example, if you're doing becoming an online health coach, and people are like, well, "Why would people pay you to just Skype with them?" You know, or or friends just like, "Oh, well, you know, I tried to work for myself once, and that didn't work." Mm-hmm. You know, you have to suddenly really look around who you are surrounding yourself with. And are they people who are are encouraging you in your new career? Are they people who talk positively about money and success? Because it's so incredibly difficult. I don't know if you've done it yourself, Karen, but I've been there where I've just felt so deflated by the people that I was surrounding myself with that, Mm -hmm. you know, it didn't drive me forward in any area of my life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Everybody has. And, And if you say you've never had that happen to you, then, wow, you are one lucky person.
1: To, yeah, to, you know, to, yeah, you're one lucky bitch
0: <laughs> to never have a, a person sort of kind of bring you down or drag you down. And, and uh, you know, a close friend of mine who she just started an a online business uh, last year, we were together for New Year's Eve, her and her husband, and they were saying, you know, what we're, we're going to try and, like, surround ourselves with successful people or at least people with a, a successful mindset yeah versus these people who are constantly pulling us down into their money drama, relationship drama, you know, and not adding anything, but just bringing yep. just taking away and and they're sort of these like emotional vampires that just keep sucking it out of you. So it just think if if you're in your business and then you let's say you leave your job and that's when you should be able to relax and you can't because you have all these people sucking everything out of you.
1: Yeah, it's it It has to be your news resolution. It yeah. has to be
0: yeah. a two thousand
1: sixteen resolution to um not just get rid of the negative people. Maybe it's you start by... Adding more positive people in and crowding out the exactly.
0: negative ones. And, and and I think even having that conversation, maybe having a conversation with that person who may be constantly sort of bombarding you with these negative vibes of... Because they may not even know it.
1: That's true. They, they, might. May they not might. They absolutely
0: not. They may not even realize they're doing it, you know? So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's... If you're a good enough friend with someone, you can have that conversation, you know? Yeah. Um, if not, but yeah, I agree. Keep surrounding yourself with people who are lifting you up and pushing you forward and and again allowing you to be that person where you can say, you know, I instead of having that doubt of they're gonna find me out as a fraud, I'm not worth it, of saying, No, I'm worth it. This is how much I'm charging. You Absolutely. Know? This is this is what I do, this is my expert, this is what I'm good at, you know? And I think that having the people around you really helps.
1: Absolutely. And this is where it's important to around people in your industry because some industries are absolutely full of people who whine about the fact that you can't make money in that industry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, of like, oh, it's so this it's so difficult and all the stuff that's happening with Obamacare or you know, this, this, that or the other. And if, if that's you and you you have people like that in your industry, you cannot hang around with them because that will be your that will be your mindset as well. Mm-hmm. And you can't let other people's money blocks affect your money blocks because everyone's got their own. Like, just have your own. Don't take on other people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you, you give yourself enough. Don't take on everybody else's. Exactly. And if,
1: if that means, too, that sometimes you have to move on from mastermind groups. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you found yourself in a mastermind group where suddenly you're the go-to expert for everything and you're not being stretched, well, then that's not a mastermind for you anymore. Maybe you can stay in there and act as a you know a, a mentor, but you can't use that for your own personal stuff. So then you have to find a mastermind that will stretch you and you, your role might just change. You might decide to leave that mastermind or your role might change and you go, you know what, I'm not going to be in here every single day giving all my advice to people you know, and and not being stretched myself. I'm Mm going to come in here maybe once every couple of days, give some advice for some newbies as my way of giving back, Mm -hmm. but this is not where I'm getting my business inspiration from.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Very well said. And, you know, we're, we're sort of running out of time. We were probably a little over time yeah, here. Sorry. Um, but anyway, so we're, we're, we kind of went over a little bit, but it was just such great information. I didn't want, I wanted to make sure we got it all in. Um, so before we sign off, what, what are the, the big things that you want the listeners to take away from the discussion today?
1: Yep. Um, first of all, everyone has money blocks, so don't worry. You know, it's it's having money blocks is not a sign that you're not meant to be successful. It just means that you're normal. And you know what? Being in business is tricky. For a lot of us, we're the first person in, in our family, uh, first woman in our family maybe to make our own money.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: pretty normal to have a freak out about it. We're pioneers. So it's okay to feel scared about money, to feel blocked about money. Um, it's entirely normal. So I think that's, that's something that maybe I should have said right off the start of the call because it's just the business of being in business for women, mm-hmm. you know, it, mm-hmm. it really is. And then the second thing, is the only thing I want you to remember from this is, you know, helping people and making money is not mutually exclusive. Yeah. You can totally, um, and a mantra that I, I use that I think will really help um, people listening is I serve, I deserve. Hmm. because we do we serve people we help people we create transformations in people's lives and health health and we deserve to have an amazing life in return it's okay for us to help people and and make money
0: absolutely well i thank you so much you there's a lot of uh tweet worthy uh uh phrases throughout this whole uh, i've been taking notes the whole time through this whole discussion. Um, so, I thank you so much for for taking the time out. And again, if people want to get in touch with you, where can they do that?
1: Yeah, my website is luckybitch.com. And if you go to the freebies tab, you'll see some of my free courses. So, I've got one on pricing, one on money blocks, and one on how to make money in 24 hours. So, I've, you know, my, my real role is creating resources for female entrepreneurs to make more money, have more fun. And live a first class life.
0: Well, that's not, and I don't know anybody who wouldn't want that. So yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a lot of takeaways from this episode. Um, and again, if you want to get in touch with me, you can do so at KarenLitzy.com. And I am on Twitter at, uh, at KarenLitzyNYC. You're on Twitter, right, Denise?
1: Yep. Um, What's your Twitter? I'm on, it's uh, at DeniseDT.
0: At Denise DT. So there you go. If you have any questions, you can go to our website. You can tweet us. Um, have So on that, everyone have a really great week and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart.